When I started to look into doing a podcast, I knew I had a lot to share and say, and I wanted to do it in an audio format. I was a little intimidated, not going to lie, about how I was going to go about recording and editing and distributing and all those things because technology is not my strong suit. Naturally, I can learn things. And so uh, when I started to take webinars and ask questions on Facebook and other platforms, I decided that Anchor was the best way to go. It's been a bit of a one-stop shop for me. I can record all of my episodes. I can edit them. It's been really nice because it's free. And when I started to do a podcast, it was, okay, how am I going to rebuild my practice? I had to close my practice down because of COVID, federal mandate. So how was I going to rebuild things? How was I going to give myself something to do because this defines me what i do it defines me so i really needed an outlet and the budget was like nothing so having this free option has been great um i am recording on my laptop but i can also record on my phone if i decide that's a way to go or maybe i don't have my laptop on me and so that's pretty exciting to know i can do it from there too um, they also take and distribute to various apps for people to listen on, which again, that is taking one stressor away from me so I can focus on my content. And if it's something you'd like to do, if you have something you'd like to say, I can't recommend it enough um, for somebody who's a newbie and starting out. And I, I feel like even if I wasn't, you know, new at this, if I was, it's been something I've been doing for a while, I would still like this platform because of the ease of everything. So if it is something you'd like to look into, you can download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm, that's A-N-C-H-O-R.fm to get started. Welcome to the Infinite Dance. I'm your host, Carrie Errata. Welcome back to any of you that have been listening for the past eight episodes. Thank you so much for all of your support. It means the world to me. And if this is your first uh, Infinite Dance episode, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you for coming coming around and giving me a listen. Today's episode is going to be about a dark night of the soul and shadow work that naturally just comes from going through a dark night of the soul. So when you think about our current global situation, you know, we are in a collective dark night of the soul, which, oh my goodness, how do we deal with everything when everybody's at their, at their edge, everybody's has anxiety with various things or is lost as to what exactly to do. 
right? Because if, you know, you have a friend or you've been somebody that's gone through a dark night of the soul, you know, and your friend is not, well, then you kind of have that support of, hey, I'm not in this space right now. I can at least be a little bit of a comfort diversion, you know, to not be stuck in those feelings 24 seven, even though you do need to go through all of the feelings. Um, having a little break is, is very, um, much needed. So for personal dark nights of the soul, and we'll get into the collective too here, but with personal dark nights of the soul, you know, it sometimes will happen and you're not sure it's actually happening, but maybe you've had a string of events, you know, that have come before that, that are most likely triggers, you know, breaking up from a long-term relationship, um, losing a position, getting fired or even let go, um, losing a loved one. And it could be years after that you have um, what what is termed as a dark night of the soul. And I'll kind of get into that terminology too. Um, but you know, having it come on and what's it going to be like, you know, you just don't know. Um, personally, the last one I went through, which I'm still obviously feeling tendrils of, cause we're all again, collectively going through a dark night, but my own personal one came in 2018 and it started on and I didn't realize it was happening, but I decided to take myself on a solo camping trip. And this is when I was living in Colorado. And I chose a place where of course I could swim. I needed a lake where I could swim. And this one had kayaking and paddle boarding and you could either car camp, RV camp, you know, any of those. And so I actually chose a spot where I could um, hook up a laptop because I was, I went there to write. I was like, I'll write, I'll swim, I'll float, I'll kayak, I'll, you know, hike. Um, so I could, you know, kind of, I knew I was going to process stuff, but I wasn't calling it a dark night of the soul at the time. So I, you know, get there and it's fine. Or I start to get everything set up and I've camped a lot throughout my life. So getting set up is no problem. Um, even popping a tent up, you know, like a shade tent, it's not the easiest by yourself, but it can be done. Um, I've done it many a times myself and I need shade, um, because I burn really easily in the sun. So I get everything set up and, you know, have a nice couple of days. And I think it was the third day I was there. I planned on taking out a kayak on this lake and renting. I didn't own one. So I, I gave myself that. And so I went down to um, rent the kayak and it was a little bit windy of a day and I wasn't feeling super great. I wasn't feeling terrible, but uh, I don't know. I wasn't feeling um, super revved to do this. And, and I love being on the water in the water, all that. So I rent the kayak and I take it out and I'm a little ways past the buoys. And again, it's windy and it's a little windier than I personally love, but I thought, you know what? I can like rent it throughout the whole time. She's like, yeah, if you don't want to, if you don't feel like being out there the whole time, just let me know. You can bring it back and you can, you know, just 
take it out the next day. So I did that. I brought it back and I said, you know what? I'm just not feeling it today. Um, Can we try to do it tomorrow? No problem. Great. So then I go back to my campsite and I get myself ready to go down by uh, the water and I bring my raft and I bring my notebook and a lunch. And I thought, okay, this will be nice. You know, I'll just float and whatever. And so I'm doing my thing and I don't know, maybe I'd been there for maybe an hour or two and all of a sudden my stomach turned and I was like, oh no. And I'm, so I'm camping in a place that's not like out in the middle of nowhere. There's, you know, bathrooms and you know, I had people camping next to me and, and whatnot, but I suddenly had to go to the bathroom like you would not believe. So I get up and start to hike it towards those bathrooms and they're not far in relation to like something being far. But when you suddenly feel your stomach turn and you have got to go, it was like miles. So I am like booking it to this bathroom and it's the middle of the day. It's probably like, I don't know, one o'clock or something in the afternoon. And I have exploding diarrhea in this bathroom. Yay me. So that felt really good and was like, okay, what is going on? Um, great way to spend my solo camping trip, you know, in the bathroom, having to clean the space up and myself. And luckily most of the people that were camping in the area had RVs. So when I see that, I believe they have toilets on their, um, vehicle. So, I mean, nobody came in. Thank goodness. It was just me in there, but I thought, oh, this is awful, right? Who wants to have this happen? So I get everything cleaned up and um, I think there was a, not a shower, but I don't know. I, I somehow cleaned myself up and went back down by the water and just sat there. And I think I got maybe, I don't know. I don't even know what exactly I did, but to make myself feel more grounded, I did start writing. I just started writing and I couldn't stop. And It was like, you know, that auto writing, just, it was just pouring out of me, all these emotions. I was crying. I was um, admitting things to myself that I kind of knew, but I didn't, or I wasn't allowing myself to fully explore. And here I am getting them down on paper. And so it was, it was amazing to have that space to do that. But physically to have like, you know, the bathroom incident and, you know, feeling uncomfortable about that was like, well, my God, what is going on? So I think that was, like I said, like the third day and this was like a five day camping trip, five nights. And so I continued just to, you know, camp. I was fine after that. The one time, I mean, I wasn't sick. Um, I did have my cycle, so that could have had a lot to do with it too. My women out there, you know how that can just throw things off and make our, our, um, chakra two and chakra one really pressurized. So, so anyway, so, um, I go about the rest of the camping trip and it was kind of a bummer because the place that I camped at, it was stagecoach state park in steamboat Springs. And the water as beautiful as it was had this strange blue, like turquoise, like bright, turquoise blue ring around it 
And I was like, what is, what is this? What is this ring? What is that all about? And I had asked the gal that I had rented the kayak from, and she's like, oh yeah, it's some algae that comes off of the plants because of, there was some kind of interaction with like a human interaction. And I thought, oh, bummer. Like it's some kind of gross algae. And it was funny because I really didn't want to get in the water a ton, which is not like me. If anybody knows me, I'm, you know, hashtag super soaker. Like I will soak until um, I'm just completely pruned up. It doesn't matter. I, I love being in especially natural bodies of water. So it was really odd that I didn't want to get in, but I naturally instinctively did not want to be in that water. And probably because of that, you know, beautiful looking <laughs> turquoise blue ring around uh, this lake, but I did not want to be in it for very long. So here I am in this, you know, great setting, um, having the solo camping trip, you know, this was like my vacation too. And it ended up being, um, you know, a lot. I mean, that the release was good, right? But it was kind of like the opening of the floodgates, so to speak, right? <laughs> Thank goodness it was the only physical one like that. I mean, there has been lots of tears since then. But so when I get back home, so after this camping trip, and the rest was pretty, you know, what you would expect with camping, just, you know, hanging out, built a fire every night. I'm actually really good at building it a campfire. Um, and I got home and I think the day after I got home, I could not get out of bed. I was just so, I would call it depressed. Um, I just didn't want to move. I just felt stuck and I didn't know what was happening to me at the time. And again, I had before all this happened, I had, I think two, the two and a half years before was two, two and a half, about two years broken up with a long-term partnership and I had been dating. So I'd taken like, I don't know, after that breakup, maybe a year and like did some traveling and found a place and started to kind of get my roots and everything and started decided I decided to start to date and I online dated and I met some decent folks. I mean, I even met my soulmate who wasn't, you know, who or what I thought they would be um, showing up as. And I, you know, I even called this soulmate a soul turd, which not, not a good idea. I quickly, I quickly stopped doing that. But it, again, I was at the end of that dating I was getting all these crappy experiences and I really feel like that's the universe saying, okay, this isn't the space you're supposed to be in. Yes. It'll be great to connect with somebody again, but this just is not the time or the space to do it in. Right. Cause we all know lots of people who have met their um, husband or wife on social media. So it's not the, it's not the vehicle. Okay. It was just the time and, you know, being behind a keyboard and, and, being as life as it is, you know, there was just all of these things that weren't lining up and it just didn't feel good. And then I have the solo 
camping trip to kind of release myself from all of that. And, you know, I essentially, <laughs> it was the beginning of, well, okay, let's release all that past garbage, right? In this really um, intense way that, like, you wouldn't want anybody else to go through. Like, I'm not going to, but if I didn't go through all these things, if I didn't have all this, you know, writing and then this depression and the depression that continued. Um, but it wasn't like, I knew I wasn't depressed. I didn't, I wasn't telling myself I'm terrible. I wasn't, it wasn't my thought forms, right? It was past stuff. Like it wasn't current stuff. And I was very aware of that. Um, even though it was hard to get through it. Um, because here we get into now, you know, symptoms of a dark night of the soul, you know, your constructs of your truth are breaking down. Okay. Who am I? You know, okay. I'm not in a partnership anymore. I'm a solo person here. I am doing all these things. Um, but you know, that me is now not working as a solo person that I knew. So, okay. Now what are the stories that are going to come in that you're going to tell yourself, you know, cause you feel confused um, about what's the best way to go. Okay. Where should I even be right now? Like, I know it's me. So where should I put myself, uh, to figure all of this out? Um, you know, you feel lost and lonely and, and that's very much how we're feeling now as a collective too. I mean, we're in isolation. So we're all, uh, there's definitely a huge feeling of loneliness and lost. If you've had to close down your business or close for a certain amount of time, or maybe you had to stop your career and be um, a teacher to your kids now because they're at home. Um, you know, your definition of who you are is now completely changed. So that, so that gives a feeling of, of who am I? I'm, you know, I'm kind of lost right now. So we're all in that. And, you know, the things that used to bring us joy, we can't even do them. A lot of them right now. So then you're just, you're figuring out, okay, how am I going to bring myself joy now? What are the tasks or what are the um, fun things I'm going to do? Cause maybe I would meet up with a friend at a coffee shop or um, you know, for a happy hour, but you can't do that because that has not been a part of society now for a while. Right. So we're refiguring it out. And I know different parts of the country are in different um, areas with this, but again, you know, whether you have gone through this for the whole year now that we're at or a portion of it, it was still a huge shift in what your reality was. Um, you know, I mean, seriously, I've had some people say, you know, dark night of the soul is like an existential crisis. Well, yeah, you know, your whole human existence of what, you know, where you can go, how you can be and interact is, is been completely turned upside down. So, um, you know, and memories of past lives and or childhood are coming up, um, rapidly right now. And if you're finding yourself in a space where you're like, okay, why am I thinking of this? It needs to, it needs to be processed in your state you're in now in how you are now. Um, because I really believe a dark night of the soul should be termed a dark night of the ego because we really are letting go of our ego 
And as much as we do need ego to define our personality and who we are too, it can't be where we stem from. It can't be the base. Okay. It's a part of it. It's a part of who we are, but it should never be the base. And that's why we're having this dark night of the soul collectively, because we were coming from ego so much and it wasn't benefiting anybody. You know, even if somebody, you know, we, we, we keep saying, if you've made it, it always means financially. So that's all ego, right? So how do we then take, how do we combine those so that we're coming, our base is coming from both and the making it is, is having all of the things, not just, you know, one defines, oh yeah, they're fine. You know, they have a house. They have a car, they have a, you know, whatever it is that, that, that's tangible, right? Earthly. So if we can actually get back to, um, not realizing our soul is suffering because our soul wants what's best for us. And when you do go through a dark night of your own personal soul and you're getting rid of that part of your ego that you had stepped into in order to make sense of your world then it's that ego that's falling away. It's that ego death. And and that's a good thing because if you were stepping into ego, why is this happening to me? Um, you know, this is interesting, but I'm getting shown like, your ego and your personal power, your personal power is in your spiritual body, your soul. And when your boundaries are being pushed, right? A lot of times when we go through a dark night of soul, we've gone through a tough situation, say a tough relationship, and you're coming through with your boundaries were weaker. You didn't have as much boundaries of what you would tolerate, right? Um, and so that would go through all of your relationships, not just like the one you were in. So say it was a primary relationship, a romantic relationship and it. Your boundaries were lowered. It wasn't a great relationship. And, you know, your ego's coming through to help, help you, right? During that. But when you get out of it, you don't need that part of your ego to come in anymore. You need your personal power back, right? So you need to step back into your strength. And that can be really hard to get there um, when we've been told or when we see society coming from an ego first. How do you look? You know, how much money do you have? Um, all these superficial things as opposed to how are you feeling? How are you doing? <laughs> you know, um, are, you, are you feeling supported? Are you feeling um, gratitude? you know, all the different feelings. And when you begin to see things from your soul's point of view first, you know, it's a challenge, but to get there, to, to, to let that ego down. Right. And that's why a lot of times when you go through a dark night of the soul, um, or a big shift, you know, you can call it a big shift, dark night, dark night of the ego. Um, 
we start to see certain other relationships fall away. So other friendships don't fall in alignment anymore because you're putting up boundaries that they're not used to. You know, they might say, Hey, want to go do this? And you're like, no, actually I don't want to do that right now. You know? Um, and you might find them pushing, well, come on, why don't you want to do this? You know, well, cause I said, no, I mean, that's, a, that's, you know, perfect enough reason. Nope. Don't feel like doing something, but you're pushed, you know, I'm tired. Well, why are you tired? Well, I don't want to tell you, you know, I'm tired. So, you know, but you'll find the boundaries being pushed and then maybe those, um, relationships don't work anymore and that's okay. Um, it doesn't mean anybody's bad. It just means there's a, there's a shift in the dynamic. There's a shift that has to happen. Um, because when you transition out of ego first mentality, um, you're going to come to what your soul needs, right? Cause your soul always knows what you want. Your soul always has your highest benefit, um, as the first thing to go, to go forward with. So you know other symptoms that come through um you know you could find yourself having anxiety and panic attacks also and gosh those are not fun um but again a sign of okay what's making you feel that way so, you know we can really kind of start to get into what is making me feel that anxiety? What is making me feel that panicky feeling? And start to you can start to see where it's mimicking in other areas. And then crying uncontrollably too. I mean, if you haven't broken down crying at the DMV, are you really living? You know, that happened to me recently. And I feel like fine, you know, I cried. Um, it didn't last for very long, but I was just like, what else am I gonna do? This is frustrating, right? But um, again, <laughs> trying to maneuver all of this within society and with each other and with ourselves, um, it can be a lot. Um, so when you've gone through the dark night of the soul, and you're, you know, you're going through the ego death, right? And setting better boundaries, coming back into your personal power, you're going to do shadow work. You hear people say, what is shadow work? The shadow side. It's just the places that scare you. The places that scare you that are tough, they're going to come up to surface. And, you know, you're going to acknowledge those places. And that's okay. It needs to be done. Just acknowledge where is that anxiety coming from? Oh, it's that same feeling I get here. You know, um, maybe you start to work out and you start to get that same uh, pulse rate when you feel anxiety. Oh, maybe that's why I wasn't working out as much, right? Doing cardio. Cause I was getting that same feeling. Okay. So how are we going to, how are we going to start to look into that? Right? Because we start to talk ourselves out of, well, how, why should I even do this shadow work? It's going to be tough, right? And we start to project. Um, we start to rational, rationalize, rationalize why we shouldn't go there. Oh, my God, you know, I don't have time or whatever. Well, maybe you do. Or maybe you won't have any choice like I did. And you just have an explosive solo camping trip and come home and are stuck in bed for, you know, three days um, after a camping trip. Um, and you know, social masks are also a way that people, um, will start to, or 
let me avoid this shadow work. I'll just put on that everything's happy and, and you know, everything's good all the time. Well, it's not good all the time and it's okay if it's not. It's okay if it's not good all the time. Um, anxiety, heartbreak, and tenderness mark the in-between state. It's the kind of place we usually want to avoid. And that is a quote from um, one of my favorite favorite authors and teachers, Pema Children, from her book, um, The Places That Scare You. And if you haven't read that, I definitely highly recommend it. Um, she is a Buddhist monk, but you don't have to be Buddhist. I am not don't consider myself Buddhist, but I enjoy the teachings. And this book is very um, easy to read. Doesn't matter what your um, background is. You know, and so when we work with those places that scare us, um, you know, we kind of have no choice but being brought back to our place of personal power. Because what are you left? So you left with it's you, right? It's you and what you're going through. Because um, when we are being threatened, and our personal power is being taken away, um, it, it really can mess with your head. But again, the dark night of the soul ego <laughs> is going to be a dark night of of not knowing where those boundaries are, right? So it's almost like it was, it's dark. So you could kind of start to see the light again, new, okay? You need to see those boundaries. You need to see your personal power. You need to see yourself standing in that power and shining brightly so you can share your gifts. Um, so dark night of the soul and shadow work, you know, I've had three now personal dark nights of the soul, ego, death. <laughs> um, and I really feel like I can step back and observe more. And we're getting a lot of help right now because our timelines are so merged, right? So this world we know and the one beyond that we see with our third eye, they're so merged that we can start to see those quicker, which is really nice. Um, and when you start to sit back and observe things, including your own interactions and reactions, then you can start to make sense of how you're going to be with it all. And so in the uh, bonus episode this week, we're going to go into more tips on shadow work. I'm going to have, I have a little um, tutorial of um, ways to go about things. So um, that will be very um, informative for you. And that's in my Patreon. So patreon.com forward slash the infinite dance. If you would like to explore where you're at with all this more, if you'd like a little more guidance, I do private readings. You can book those at ancientbodyworks.co. I also have a private Facebook page called the infinite dance. Please go ahead and, um, let me know if you'd like to be a part of that. I'd love to have you join. We go over um, things we've gone through in the episodes and also just what's going on in life. It's a safe space to share. And um, 
I also um, have Wednesday morning guided Akashic meditations, 9.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Zoom. I'll have links to that in the information. And continue to peel back the layers and continue to ask yourselves and others, may I have this dance? <laughs>